Welcome, everyone, to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. Happy Sunday, everybody, on this Sunday, October 17th, 2021. And that, you know, it just amazes me. It's like Thanksgiving's around the corner, and then when Thanksgiving comes, then it's Christmas. Oh, yeah. Anyway, I hope everyone is enjoying their day so far. It's a great morning here in New York City. And as always, we are armed and ready to serve justice with all my great listeners here on Talk Radio 7. 77 WABC and all listening to our stream on WABCRadio.com and on the 77 WABC mobile app. Today, I'm going to be speaking with the former chief of the New York State Drug Enforcement Task Force, Derek Maltz. Also, I will be joined by a candidate for Nassau County District Attorney Ann Donnelly. I want you to listen to this interview. You know, the role and the uh, position of district attorney is essential to people living in a particular county, uh, and she is outstanding. And later on in the show, I'm going to reveal the results of our question of the week. But (laughs) as always, there is so much that happened this week in America. Uh, Number one, we found out what really happened in Loudoun County. If you recall, last week I talked about the Attorney General of the United States actually sending the FBI, giving them the authority to investigate domestic terrorists, the moms and pops who go to school board meetings. Have I got a follow-up on that one for you? And also, we're going to talk about uh, what's happening with uh, uh, drugs in this county, all in this country, with all of the additional uh, people coming through our border. And certainly, if we have time, I want to be talking to you about what's going on with the supply chain in this country, where the Biden administration is so clueless, clueless, folks, they say, well, you may want to start buying your Christmas presents now because you may not get what you want for Christmas. I mean, talk about surrendering. But we'll get to all those topics and break it all down for you here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Plus, later on in the show, I will gavel out with my closing arguments. I'll also reveal the new question of the week that you don't want to miss. I always love your participation in our weekly polls on the topics that matter to justice here in America. It's all coming up in just a few moments here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. But first, let's start with my opening statement. Now, the United States Attorney General, that moderate that wanted to put... Merrick Garland, uh, uh, that Obama wanted to put Merrick Garland on the Supreme Court, turns out to be a lefty, someone who was part of a plan that was hatched ahead of time to investigate, terrorize moms and pops by, who go to school board meetings. So last week we actually talked about it. But they used an example of a domestic terrorist, a man who was being taken out of a school board meeting in Loudoun County, who was then the poster boy for as a, of a domestic terrorist. This individual was then referenced in a letter by the National School Board Association to the Attorney General. He was referred to as a domestic terrorist, and they 
asked the Attorney General to start investigating the domestic terrorist. This individual is a plumber. His name is Smith. He's a white guy, a perfect domestic terrorist in the eyes of the left. He's on the right. He's white. He's 30-something years old, late 30s, and he's a plumber. He actually had a uh, a T-shirt on with his plumbing business name on it. But he ended up being arrested at that school board meeting because they said he was loud and that he was disruptive. Let me tell you what the school board meeting was about that night. It was about whether or not the school board would adopt policies that were pro-transgender. He, Smith, the plumber, wanted to speak. The school board didn't want him to speak. But let me give you a little background first. Less than a month before, his ninth grader, ninth grader, had been raped and anally sodomized in a bathroom by a boy who was 15 years old who came in to school that day wearing a dress. He went into the girls' bathroom and raped and forcibly sodomized this ninth grader. The father was called to school that day, and the father went crazy. Guess what the school did? They called the police on the father. Six cop cars come to the school that day. They calm him down. They don't arrest him, but he's upset that his daughter was raped by a guy in a dress and under the school board's transgender policy. Bottom line is, a month later, they're voting on whether the school should adopt the policy. But before all of this, the superintendent of school is asked whether they're aware of any sexual assaults occurring at the school under this transgender school board policy. And the superintendent lies. He said, there are none that I know of. And Time Magazine came out with an article that says anything alleging that is false. The father then goes crazy. And that's why he was arrested. He was arrested. He was used as the reason to bring in the attorney general and the FBI by the National School Board Association. Now, why do I bring this up to you? It's a national show because Loudoun County is a microcosm for what's going on in America today. The left wants to demonize people on the right, call them domestic terrorists. The Biden administration is ready, willing, and able to join in that fight, that narrative, where this man, that where he's threatened, his family is threatened, People are told not to uh, call him, not to use his business. They've been hacked. There's all kinds of incredibly vicious things that are happening to this man whose daughter ended up or was molested, and the school lied about it. So in addition to this microcosm, we've got a cover-up. We've got a cover-up by a school board where they actually lied. The father is being prosecuted for disorderly conduct, and guess what? The prosecutor, the DA, a 
a Soros-funded DA, a progressive liberal who doesn't belong in the district attorney's office, goes into court herself to prosecute a misdemeanor. That's how she's tight with the school board. They're going to take care of this father and shut him down for good. She goes in, and and, uh, he ends up getting convicted. Whether he pled, I don't know. But the only one convicted right now is the father. But guess what, folks? The school moved the 15-year-old to another school. He did the same thing to a girl in another school. So the 15-year-old that raped and sodomized this man's daughter is sent by the school board and the school superintendent and the principal and everyone else to another school where he does it again, and the only one convicted is a father. He is convicted of disorderly conduct. Folks, we cannot tolerate this anymore. We cannot tolerate the left creating narratives and dictating where law and order is going to be enforced. This case is a sad case. School boards are ground zero in the United States today for what is going on in America. You remember in the Obama years, it was all the Obamacare and town halls. Right now, it's school boards. That's why I've been saying for years, you go vote school board. You vote for the DA. You get out there and vote. And I'm telling you, the only way we can resolve this is to get out there and vote. If someone had only listened to this father for 30 seconds, what he had to say, they would have been mortified. They would have been heartbroken. And this school board in Loudoun County, they should all resign. They should be out of there. They declared it an unlawful assembly. We have the right, the First Amendment right, freedom of speech. We have the right to peaceably assemble. We have the right to redress our grievances. We have the right to identify and, and, and talk about crimes that are being committed in schools without schools telling us there are no sex crimes in our schools. This cannot be tolerated anymore, folks. And that's my opening statement here on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. My first guest today is the former special agent in charge of the United States Department of Justice Special Operations Division for almost 10 years and previously held the position as chief of the New York Drug Enforcement Task Force. Please join me in welcoming Derek Maltz to the Judge Janine Tunnel to Towers Sunday morning show. Good morning, Derek. How are you? Good morning, Judge. Thanks for having me back. Well, uh, we love having you back, and I must tell you, Derek, uh, you're 28 years uh, in the uh, DEA, especially in charge of Special Operations Division, and you're playing a vital role in developing and implementing the DOJ's and the Department of Homeland Security's nationwide deconfliction program, and you're being... Uh, the person who uh, was in charge of special ops, which originally included nine agencies and grew to 30, including three countries, uh, is the reason that we keep going back to you. You were responsible for coordinating the multi-agency efforts that resulted in the capture of Sinaloa cartel kingpin El Chapo Guzman. Uh, I mean, you are the man, Derek. I mean, it's really as simple as that. And I come back to you because not only is the influx of the border bad, but it's worse than the last time we spoke. And what we are seeing now is a uh, an influx of individuals uh, in Del Rio under that bridge, 
and I think it was 60,000 that we would not have known of other than a Fox drone identifying those individuals. Uh, And the amazing part is the Biden administration tried to get Fox to take the drone down. Uh, and then, of course, we ha- we were able to get it back up again. But the fentanyl, every day you read about people dying of an overdose, and it turns out that these are not people who are drug addicts or people who are just taking pills, but we're not able to tell the difference. Let's peel back the onion, Derek Maltz, and tell me what are people dying of when they say they overdosed, most of them? So first of all, Judge, none of them are overdosing. They're being poisoned by fentanyl coming from labs in Mexico. The cartels are pushing the poison all over our country. And the chemicals are coming from China, from the transnational criminal groups all over China. Now, here's the thing. The DEA put out two weeks ago, the administrator put out a warning. They've already seized 9.5 million pills in America this year alone. Guess what, Judge? Forty percent of those pills that were analyzed by the DEA lab have a fatal, lethal dose of fentanyl. That means these kids that think they're buying Xanax or Adderall or Percocet or Oxy, they're actually buying poison from the labs in Mexico. Okay, so, let me, let me, let me I, my, my understanding was it that it was the Chinese who were uh, putting the fentanyl in the stamp on the pill. So when it says, you know, when it has the abbreviation for oxy or, or whatever it might be, that the, that the, 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 the cartels wouldn't necessarily know which was the poisonous or lethal one. Now you're saying that the cartels are pushing the poisonous ones. They're actually making them? Who's making them? Okay, Judge, great question. This is an evolution. At first, the Chinese were distributing mass amounts of fentanyl directly to America via the uh, dark web and the Internet in the mail services, okay? After President Trump put pressure on them for exporting all these fentanyl analogs, they started they started saying, all right, we'll send the uh, fentanyl directly to Mexico. So they started sending kilograms of fentanyl, $5,000 a kilogram, into, into the cartels. They started realizing the amount of money they can make. So what they did is they started doing it themselves. Then they got the chemicals from China. They can make these actual fentanyl uh, substances in the labs in Mexico. Then what they were doing is mixing the powdery substances containing fentanyl in with the cocaine, with the methamphetamine, with the heroin. So kids started dying initially like from using heroin. They thought they were using heroin, but it contained fentanyl. Then you had kids dying from cocaine, meaning it was really not cocaine. It was fentanyl in the cocaine and meth, and et cetera. But then they got smart. They started making the fake pills. They get the pill presses. They get the dyes that actually can do a beautiful job at counterfeiting all these pharmaceutical pills. But now what they're doing, Judge, is they're sending the powder into our neighborhoods, and the guys, the distributors all throughout you know, New York, Washington Heights, Bronx, they're buying the pill presses on the Internet. They're making the pills themselves in these mill locations all over our country. So it's getting worse. Derek, can I tell you something? Every time I talk to you, Derek Maltz, uh, formerly uh, with the DEA, and uh, now what company are you with now, Derek? So I work for a company, a software company that sells wiretap and data analytics software called Penlink. But, Judge, you know why I'm so wild about this? Because I also support thousands of families. We had a rally in front of the Chinese embassy. I'm going to a rally Saturday 
in Maryland to help support them because no one's talking about this. Okay, and that's why that's what I was starting to say. I mean, Derek Maltz. I mean, you you have been at the head of the DEA in terms of organizing, uh, and not just in terms of uh, investigations, but in terms of the message as well. Now we've got these people with the pill presses. You've got the the Mexicans and the cartels of the pill press. Why are they putting fentanyl in this stuff? What is how does it benefit them? So great question, Judge. Everyone asks that question. The cartels are in the business for one purpose, to make money. They are not deliberately trying to kill our kids. Unfortunately, they're not chemists. They're not FDA certified, you know, as far as, you know, measuring this stuff. And they don't really care because it's so cheap. They're addicted. There's so many customers now that are getting addicted to this stuff. And many of them are not dying, right? So not everyone dies. So the customer base is through the roof. Like if you buy a pill in Phoenix for $2 and then you sell the pill for $80 in America or $60 or 40 the profit margin is through the roof and they're just about making money. But judge, the other thing is the migrant smuggling is making them billions of dollars. So it's a new source of revenue. They never really had at this volume. And then the Chinese are helping them move the money around the world. They right. now have taken over the money laundering services. So it's the perfect storm, the cartels. But here's another point, Judge. I, I said this on Fox this week. If, if they are shutting down all the legitimate supply in America, the boats are backed up, the cargo's backed up, we can't get refrigerators, we can't get plywood, why are the cartels able to dump this poison all over our country and no one even talking about it in the administration? I don't understand that. It's killing well, what's like we've the answer? In history. The answer is that they're, just, they're not paying attention and they're deliberately trying to hurt America. They're not putting America first. Clearly, Americans have to be, you know, first. And right now, the families are suffering throughout this country. And it's really sad because there, a lot of them are 12 years old, 13 oh years old. God. They're getting on social media, ordering a pill. They think it's Xanax. They see mommy's taking Xanax. They want to take Xanax mm-hmm. to kind of calm down. And they die instantly. So there's you know story what? after story. Derek Maltz, you know, every time I get you on the show, I mean, I I just get so frustrated with this. You've got the Chinese who clearly are trying to kill us. I mean, is that the conclusion? That's my conclusion. It's called unrestricted warfare, Judge. They can't bomb our country right now. They're not going to do that. They're not going to send their soldiers on in our country, but they can kill us and destroy our future generation with this poisonous substance called fentanyl. And that's what's happening. Unfortunately, there were 100,000 that died last year, 93,000, according to the CDC, which I believe are underreported. So right. that's 255 a day dying. The vast majority of deaths now are all from fentanyl. So, yes, it's unrestricted warfare. I mean, we had Afghanis tell us for years that sending heroin to the West is a jihad against the West. It's yeah. the same concept. And the Chinese yeah. are very smart. They're letting the Mexican cartels do the dirty work so their fingerprints are not on the deaths, like, directly, Okay. And people are not peeling back the onion and looking at the whole picture. So then how did the Chinese get the fentanyl, which ultimately is killing our children, to the cartel? Where do they deliver it? So right now, okay, they are still sending, you know, pure fentanyl right to the ports of Mexico, you know, through containers and and other ways that they smuggle stuff every day. But it's the big thing, Judge, is the precursor chemicals are coming into ton quantities from China to Mexico. But here's what nobody knows. They've been sending precursor chemicals to produce methamphetamine for so many years, like 30 years. They have business relationships 
Do you remember in 2007, there was $207 million in $100 bills seized in Mexico City? It was a Chinese businessman. He was a chemical broker. He was sending methamphetamine chemicals at the time. Now they're just moving into the fentanyl as well. So they're bombarding our country not just with fentanyl but with methamphetamine. So it's, it's really, really getting worse. And one last thing, because this is important. Mm-hmm. Just last week there was a news announcement out of Atlanta, Georgia. My buddy called me, the head of DEA Atlanta. They seized a full-blown methamphetamine lab in a house in Atlanta. 1,600 pounds of meth seized. But here's the problem. They were all illegals that they arrested. So the open mm-hmm. border is allowing them to send these illegals to our cities to not only put poison on the streets, but collect the money and build their overall enterprise. So we're facilitating their ability to build their enterprise. You know, I got to tell you, Derek Maltz, uh, this this is a very frightening scenario. And for all my, all my listeners here, uh, I want them really to uh, to communicate this message to children, to grandchildren. Uh, you know, if you're going to try something, you, you just talk to us, talk to your parents, uh, because it could be it could be a death pill. You know, I remember you're saying that one out of four contained uh, uh, enough fentanyl to kill. And we can't have that. And you know what makes me angrier, Derek, is Derek Maltz, former DEA, uh, is the fact that the Biden administration doesn't even recognize it. And they keep allowing people to come in and they are allowing this kind of uh, attack on America. Judge, just want to correct one thing. The last time we spoke, it was 26 percent of the pills, but the lab, DEA lab just updated it to 40 percent. Okay. so it's 40 percent now. And so anyway, and the other thing, too, is, you know, I make the photo collages every day. I'm up to 25 pages, 90 kids on every page, and I can't keep up with the photos coming from the families. Oh, break my heart. Break my heart. Derek Maltz, thank you so much for uh, keeping us advised of what's going on in America. The fentanyl coming from China to Mexico, cartels bringing it into the United States, the uh, Biden administration clueless or aware of it, because if we're aware of it, they are, uh, and our children dying as a result. Derek Maltz, God bless you in the work that you do. Thanks so much. Thank you. Thank you, Judge. Appreciate it. All right. And up here next on the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show, we're going to be talking to Ann Donnelly, running for DA in Nassau County. Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Joining us now is a former prosecutor in the Nassau County District Attorney's Office, and she is a current candidate for district attorney in that office here in New York State. Please join me in welcoming Ann Donnelly to the Judge Jeanine Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. Good morning, Ann. Good morning, Judge Janine. Thank you so much. All right. It's thrilled to have you on. Look, and I know a lot about your background. I mean, you were a prosecutor for 32 years in Nassau County. You were in the financial crimes uh, section, the organized crime and rackets. Uh, you were chief of uh, public integrity. Uh, you worked in almost every division in that office. So you know the job of district attorney very well. But you resigned just a couple of months ago when the DA uh, then moved on uh, into another office, and you are now running to be the chief law enforcement officer in Nassau County. And I must tell you, Anne, that today, I think more than ever, the, the prosecutor in any county is one of the most pivotal, one of the most important roles 
uh, uh, and positions that uh, anyone would hold uh, in society today, given the fact that we live in a society today that I consider upside down, that most people uh, uh, who are now running for office, I think kind of like your uh, opponent, you know, would rather just work out the uh, the problems with criminals. They don't much care for victims. They've got a backward sense of justice, and they believe in in issues and and that are not relevant to a traditional prosecutor. So, as a what I would say, you are a traditional prosecutor. You believe in truth and justice, law and order, and uh, making sure that a criminal is punished for his or her crime. Am I correct in that? You are correct. I couldn't have said it better myself. I'm running for district attorney in Nassau County because I am a prosecutor. This is what I've done. I've dedicated my life to. And I'm running against a politician who has not dedicated his life to being a prosecutor, as I have. I well, this, am a traditional prosecutor, a hardworking prosecutor. Well, clearly you are a hardworking prosecutor. 32 years, I can I can certainly relate to that. That's how long I was in uh, law enforcement in the DA's office as an assistant DA and the DA. And I must tell you that, it, you know, being a district attorney who has her finger on the pulse of the community uh, is important for in terms of safety for the public, safety for children going to school, uh, safety for business owners who want to build a business in, in that county in Nassau, and for people just to move into that county, stay in that county, residences maintaining their property prices. I mean, this is a pivotal role that's not just about law and order, but there are so many ripple effects to what a prosecutor does. Do you agree with that? Absolutely. I am decided to take on this challenge and run for district attorney because of my family. I'm a mom. I have three children, my neighbors. You know, what? how we raise our children and where we get to raise our children all is affected by how the district attorney's office acts. And I've dedicated my career to putting bad guys in jail while my opponent wrote the laws to set those same criminals free. And that's <laughs> making our our county less safe. All right. Well, I'm glad you brought it up, and I don't even want to mention his name. But uh, one of the reasons, and I wanted you on the on this show, Ann Donnelly, running for district attorney in Nassau County, is because your opponent, Todd Kaminsky, and I hate even mentioning his name, he was one of the proponents of cashless bail law. His law released 3,000 inmates who went on to commit 9,000 new crimes. Uh, I mean, this is a guy who shouldn't be allowed anywhere near a district attorney's office, and he has the unmitigated gall to try to run for district attorney? I agree, and that's really the reason I stepped up to do this when I saw that he wanted to tell everyone that he was going to be the next district attorney. He was thanked on the floor of the Senate by Deputy Majority Leader Mike Gennaris for putting words to paper for this law. And now he tries to say he didn't write it. Really? He's denying that he wrote it? Yes. When he actually wrote it? And helped write it. He definitely put words to paper. Was Senator Janaris's quote? 
Okay, so his friends are saying he put the words to paper of the, uh, uh, the, the alleged bail reform, which is nothing more than a euphemism for turn him loose, uh, and now he's running away from it. You see, that's the smoke and mirrors, and that makes me crazy. Look, I ran for office five times. I ran for judge, I ran for DA, and I ran for attorney general. And I must tell you that when the public doesn't understand the importance of a role, and by the way, when I ran for attorney general, I lost to Andrew Cuomo. And one of the things I was talking about as attorney general in New York State was making sure that pedophiles and sex offenders were kept away from from victims. And then look at how he ends up resigning. I mean, this guy isn't worth talking about, but you are. We need you, and We need someone like you. And what I'm so impressed about you, and I really want my listeners to hear this, is that Anne worked in virtually every division in the district attorney's office. She knows organized crime. She knows financial crime. She knows rackets. She knows public integrity. She knows sex crime. She knows all of the all of the different crimes that prosecutors work on every day. Our job is to help the victims. Our job as prosecutors is to get into those trenches and fight uh, uh, good against uh, evil. And that's what Anna's done for 32 years. And this guy really thinks that he's got, uh, he, 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 he should be district attorney. Tell me about your support. Do you have support from law enforcement? I do. I have uh, endorsement of the Nassau County PBA, the Nassau County Detectives Association, the Nassau County Superior Officers Association. I have the Nassau County Corrections Officers. I have Nassau County Court Officers. I have Suffolk County Detectives Association, Suffolk County PBA, New York City Detectives Association. I have the Nassau Police Conference, which is made up of all the villages in Nassau County. Um, And it's been overwhelming, the, the amount of law enforcement support I'm getting. I think my opponent forgets about the human toll of his law. And like you were saying, we're here to fight for the victims. We're here to sit in the trenches and hold their hands when we have to. And I spoke to a woman. Her name is Jennifer Payne, and her daughter was killed by her boyfriend. Mm-hmm. And he's walking free because of the no bail law. That's a real person who's suffering because of this. That's amazing. You know, Ann Donnelly running for DA in Nassau County, those are the kinds of messages and cases that that we need to get out to the public in Nassau County. Someone kills uh, his girlfriend. He says his girlfriend. He's out on bail. The mother has to visit her daughter in the graveyard, and this guy is walking around. I mean, it's absolutely stunning. Uh, to me, that that, that we tolerate this, Anne. Yes, he shot and killed her while her uh, four-year-old daughter was in the house, who who this woman who I met with is now raising. And then I visited another man whose son was killed by a drunk driver who had three previous drunk driving arrests Mm -hmm. and went around the ignition interlock device. He disabled it. And drove drunk and killed this young man. And he's walking free with no bail. He was driving, I think, 135 miles an hour on our roads. You know, Anne, you have to wonder, you have to wonder why 
you know, or how society would even consider someone like Todd Kaminsky. Because if you put his name and his face behind every one of those cases where someone was released uh, uh, after, you know, being released on, on no bail and then goes on to kill, whether it's with a car or with a shotgun, uh, they, they, they should, they shouldn't be in office. They should be ostracized. They shouldn't be put in a position where they can continue that damaging, dangerous behavior. And, and Donnelly, you know, you, you have seen firsthand what goes on, uh, with the victims. And what you talk about is a ripple effect. The, the grandmother is raising a four-year-old daughter as if she didn't already raise her own daughter. But the ripple effect is this four-year-old is being raised by her grandmother because some dirtbag took a shotgun and shot a woman and he's now walking around. It infuriates me. People don't take crime personally enough. You know, it's got to be taken personally. And if you don't, then you, then, you know, you live in a country where no one cares. Yes, it really does need to be taken personally. And, you know, the criminals know they're more up on the, the changes in the law than we are. The driver, the, the drunk driver was bragging at the scene. I'm not worried. I'll be out tomorrow because of bail reform. Mm-hmm. I prosecuted, personally prosecuted a group of Chilean burglars who came to Nassau County specifically to com- commit burglaries. Twelve burglaries later, I'm standing in court asking the judge to hold them on bail. And he said, my hands are tied. They walked out of that courtroom laughing at me, laughing at our system, got in a car, left the country, and flew back to Chile, never to be seen again. Is that justice? Is that what we want? No, clearly not. I'm not so sure never to be seen again. They'll come back. They'll come back. <laughs> they don't care. Look, it's a wide open border, Anne. And, you know, you, Nassau County and the rest of New York, you know, the, the East End, I mean, you, know, you guys have seen the, the uh, Latin Kings, MS-13, the gangs that come out and, and commit their, the medieval barbaric crimes. Uh, you know, the border is not, is not the only place where these, these dirtbags come through. You know, they end up in the interior of the United States. Yes. And they come to Long Island and make the gangs bigger and stronger. You know, we have shootings, unfortunately, in Nassau County up 39%. What that tells me is more bad guys are here on the streets with guns. And that's something we have to fight against. We have to uh, form a task force with our police department and and take dr- take guns off our streets. And drugs. Judge Janine, I don't have to tell you, you know what an issue the opioid problem is. And drug dealers now get arrested and have to be released without bail so they can go back on the street and sell more drugs. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the drug crimes and the, and the gangs, I mean, this is, this all goes back to, to, uh, you know, Joe Biden and the, the ridiculous open borders that we have. But, you know, and as, as I, as I sit here talking to you, I, I'm Ann Donnelly running for DA in, in Nassau County. I can't help but wonder, you know, what one person can do. Uh, but worse, I guess, is what one person who doesn't believe in justice, like these progressive DAs like Krasner in Philadelphia and, uh, you know, all these Soros funded DAs, uh, in, 
California, like um, um, uh, George Gascon and and the rest of them. I mean, they are creating danger areas and danger zones for American citizens who become crime victims by people who shouldn't be here in the first place. But if you have judges, Ann Donnelly, saying, "Look, you know that my hands are tied," I mean, what what can you do? Well, I think we have to stand tough and prosecute the laws that we have that we're able to prosecute, you know, and make our county as safe as we possibly can and stand up in Albany, stand together, every district attorney from every county and say, Mm -hmm. you need to make changes to bring our state back to a, a safer place. My opponent is making us less safe. He supports, um, felons being on juries. He supported discovery reform, which, as you know, from being a prosecutor Mm -hmm. for so long, being the absolute burden it is on us to make these time limits they set on us to get these all together. Cases are being dismissed on a misdemeanor level left and right because we can't get all of the discovery together. That has to change. I'm going to hire more staff. I'm going to hire discovery expediters and be able to get that together so we can hand it over the moment we, we have it and prosecute those cases and not just let everybody walk. Right, right, because if you don't do that, uh, unfortunately, then uh, what you have is uh, you have these these individuals walking and, and charges dismissed by liberal judges. You know, one of the things, Anne, that I recall when I started the, the first domestic violence unit actually in the country funded by the Justice Department in 1978 uh, you know, when I couldn't get more staff, I mean, I was only allowed to have X number of people in the Domestic Violence Bureau. Uh, when I couldn't get more staff, I would get volunteers. I'd have them screened. There are a lot of people out there, you know, who if we vet them properly, they will work day and night because they want the system to work. And so, you know, when when you say hire people, I'm sure... Uh, you know, some people are like, oh, there's more money. What are we going to do? She's going to spend more money. No, we're going to get more people there, whether we hire them or whether they're volunteers. We're going to get the job done. And that's what we've got to do. And, and, you know, as much as you're talking about the great stuff that you've done and the fact that you've got the experience to walk in there on day one, handle every case, whether it's a homicide case or a petty larceny case, this, 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 this opponent whose name I don't want to mention, he's the one who's responsible for these criminals walking out day after day because he put words to the bill on the so alleged bail reform. But, 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 Ann, you know, when it comes to things like, you know, petty crime, uh, you know, some prosecutors are not prosecuting cases where, you know, the, 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 the money amount is less than $800. What, what's going on in Nassau County? Well, Nassau has not gone down that, that slippery slope. Um, we're still prosecuting cases. And what people have to remember is, and I, and I agree with you, and I love your idea about, you know, having volunteers come in to help. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll certainly be calling on you for ideas on how to make the <laughs> DA's office even better because you, you, you did it for so long and you were such a great DA. But, you know, sometimes we get people in the system and we're not sending them to jail. We send them to a program for shoplifting. We send them to a drug um, program. And they show us that they can, you know, stay clean and sober. And we dismiss the charges or we reduce the charges so they don't have it on their record. Right. If we're not prosecuting them at all, we're not even arresting them, then how can we get them the help that they might need? 
Right. You know, right. Uh, you know, women who are victims of sex trafficking. How can we get them the help if we're not going to be able to sit and talk to them, as you know? Um, so it, it just needs to to go forward in a positive way to help well, the it, victims. It, it it is all about the victims, and and to me that was the that was the cornerstone of of my office. You know, the the, the criminal justice system it gives a criminal top billing. And uh, it's called the criminal justice system. I think it should be called the victim's justice system because the victim is the one who never wanted to be a part of it in the first place. And some dirtbag chose him or her to be uh, a victim. And now we're left with a, with a ripple effect of what happens in a situation like that. But, Ann Donnelly, how, how, when is the actual election? It is November 2nd. Okay, November 2nd. So uh, you have just a couple more weeks. You've got all the police unions. You've got uh, pretty much, you even have the police in, in, in Suffolk County as well as Nassau County. I mean, cops know who a real prosecutor is. And, uh, you know, I can't imagine uh, and them supporting uh, uh, anyone who is literally anti-law enforcement. And I think that your opponent is someone who is anti-law enforcement. I really do. Uh, and that what you've got to do in the next couple of weeks, hopefully, is continue to do the, are you doing the train stations and all that stuff? Or how are you going to close it, close out the campaign, Ann Donnelly, in the next two weeks? Uh, we, are, we, are, we are doing everything. I'm doing the train stations. I'm doing mailings. I'm going door to door. I just want to get the message out. You know, and my message is we have to protect our victims Maybe right. we should have victim representatives on our juries instead of uh, what my, op- my opponent wants is felons on the jury. And, you know, Judge yeah. Janine, I'm very proud of all the law enforcement endorsements I got because I have stood next to these men and women mm-hmm. for 32 years. And like you said, they know me. Mm-hmm. They know how I am. They know my, my record. They know what I do. And uh, they supported me because of that. And it means a lot. Well, it because certainly we, we means a lot of you and Donnelly running for DA in Nassau County. And uh, it, it says a lot as well. And uh, I've seen some of your uh, ads. Uh, while Ann Donnelly has been prosecuting criminals and putting them behind bars, Senator Todd Kaminsky wrote the cashless bail law that released a baby killer, a man accused of attempting violent rape, drug dealers, and other violent felons from jail. You know, uh, Ann Donnelly, you are the real deal. I, I, I hope very much that, that you are able to win this election. I think if the people of Nassau County understand what it means to be a district attorney and how much it means to them in terms of their livelihood, their protection, their security, uh, and, and their, you know, the, the maintaining of civility within a county, then you are the one person and the only person, Ann Donnelly, who should be running, uh, and who should win the election for district attorney in Nassau County. Uh, so I want to thank you, you very much for being on with us, uh, Ann, and I hope to hear good news from Ann Donnelly, candidate for district attorney in Nassau County. We love her, and we hope that she wins. Take care, Ann. Judge, take care. Bye. Welcome back to the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday Morning Show. All right, you know what time it is. It's time to reveal our question of the week. Last week, we posed this question. Do you agree with the FBI and federal authorities treating American mothers as domestic terrorists? 
The question was posed after Attorney General Merrick Garland announced Monday that the FBI would take the lead on the law enforcement response to what Garland called a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats of violence against school administrators, board members, teachers, and staff. So, here are the results. 100% said no. And that means 0% said yes. As always, our listening audience is right on the money. According to our poll, our listeners do not agree with the federal government treating American parents at school board meetings as domestic terrorists. And last week, you guys didn't know what I told you this week, and that the man who was the poster boy for uh, a domestic terrorist was a guy who was shut down. He was at the school to report that uh, his what the school already knew and that his daughter was forcibly raped and sodomized. So for this week's upcoming question of the week, uh, do you believe that bail reform, that's a euphemism, folks, is a major contributing factor to the rise of crime in our cities? Do you believe that bail reform is a major contributing factor to the rise of crime in our cities? Make sure you chime into the conversation and vote. All you have to do is log on to our website at wabcradio.com forward slash tag forward slash web dash poll. That's wabcradio.com forward slash the word tag forward slash the word web, then dash poll. I'll be reading the results of the question of the week next Sunday live right here on 77 WABC. I can't believe that we are out of time already. Make sure you join us right back here next Sunday at 11 a.m. sharp for the Judge Jeanine Pirro Tunnel to Towers Foundation Sunday morning show. And up next is the Dick Morris Show, where you can listen to great political commentary from a genius in terms of politics. I know Dick Morris for many years. He is truly a genius. And uh, he'll talk about issues that you care about, that we all care about. Happy Sunday, everybody. Bye-bye.